On this Aviation Special, we talk with three of SCN's The Nine, nine of the most up-and-coming and promising young AV professionals. We talk about where we are in the industry and what they'd like to see changed over the course of their career. All that and more, next on this Aviation Special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation. This is an AV Nation special. SCN The Nine, part three. This is an Aviation special. My name is Tom Albright. I am your host. What we are doing is we are taking a deep dive into SEN's The Nine, uh, what SEN does, and my buddy Megan Dutta. Every single year uh, since about 2015, she and they take a look at the nine most promising up-and-coming young AV professionals in the AV industry. With me today are three of those nine. Uh, not to be silly, but there are three of these. There are three of them. Three times three is nine. Didn't do that. I had to have my 14-year-old do that math on me. So uh, with me are three of them. Congratulations, first and foremost. First and foremost, Carrie Martinez. Carrie is from Water of Life. Welcome, ma'am. Hi. Also with us uh, is a, a young lady I've gotten to know uh, rather well, and she is the brains behind uh, Joe and Joe's. It's Joe's Joe, uh, that Joe being uh, my buddy, uh, Mr. Mr., uh, Mr. Joe uh, USC. Lex Peters, welcome, ma'am. Hello. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. And last but not least, Joe Dunbar. Joe is uh, from the great north state of Minnesota and diversified. Welcome, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So let, let's, let's start, start around here. Um, Carrie, you work for uh, a religious organization, uh, uh, Water of Life. Mm-hmm. Take me through the path and, and how you got to where you are now. Well, I started out um, actually taking music lessons, and my music teacher and I um, – really became close and she kind of took me under her wing and started taking me to studios with her and I ended up liking the behind the scenes more. So when um, I went to church, I asked if I could volunteer just to get my hands on a board and that's kind of how it all started. So a lot of my life sound um, training, which that's what I am, a life sound engineer, um, came from volunteering at the church and then I ended up, started doing freelance and other types of little gigs here and there. And I ended up being staffed at Water of Life. How important is it uh, for, honestly, for the AV industry, for kind of incubators like um, Houses of Worship, like higher education to flourish and to, and to kind of nurture those ideas because not for nothing, but that's also where a number of folks uh, kind of got their start. Um, my buddy, Matt Scott, that's where he got his start in, in the AV industry is, is he was, you know, just like you volunteered as, as a sound person. Yeah. Um, it's very important actually, especially right now. Um, we're depending on all of our uh, AV crew to get the word out as for, you know, all the messages that we're doing, all the worship, all the, um, everything that we're doing, it's all, uh, I have a very secure job right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Lex Peters, uh, came by way. Uh, I mentioned, uh, Joe and it's Joe's Joe. It's Joe way. Um, Dr. Joe way. Um, but this is not about Joe. This is about you, Lex. Uh, you have also a very interesting pathway into the world of AV. Yeah, I kind of just, um, fell into it to be honest. Um, 
I think I was quoted somewhere in one of mine. I think it actually was in the article. It's pretty embarrassing, but I didn't, I just needed a job in college, to be honest. And, and then it ended up being Joe and you know how it is working with Joe. It's just kind of this, like, let's do great and big things. And then it was really exciting and I couldn't really leave it. So um, I followed him to USC basically basically all right uh joe is also a accomplished musician as well as working with diversified what was kind of your pathway in into the world of av uh similar to carrie you know i got into music at a very young age and performance and things like that and then once i got an idea of like it was like oh i can record all this stuff and and mix it and and track and do all that sort of thing and i started doing that you know, I must have been 11 or 12. I had Cool Edit Pro, I think was like my first. Oh. Yeah, Cool Edit Pro. So whenever that was like a thing, was my first uh, my first foyer into like sound recording and everything. And um, when I became a teenager and I started working in electronics retail and sales, um, I kind of naturally found the path of integration and installation. And and here I am. Um, what a What a common way for everybody to get into it but when it happens to you it kind of just feels like it's happening and but when you discover the whole industry it's like wow there's a lot of opportunities and career paths and just really cool people obviously so um yeah it was it's a neat way to uh find your way into it especially because there's a lot of similar people out there who came in through that sort of the same channel so we're all uh, i don't want to say failed musicians but uh, <laughs> Well, it depends on, on which, which AV professional you're talking about. I can point you to the failed ones if you'd like. Um, and and I, 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 I gasp at, at, Joe, at Joe's mentioning Cool Edit Pro. For those of you out there, and this is just stupid random party trivia, uh, Cool Edit Pro was the first, was the base uh, program and the, and the base software uh, that was purchased by Adobe. And now uh, we here at AV Nation use it uh, under the name of Audition. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you've ever used Audition, you have, in fact, used Cool, cool Edit Pro. So... Uh, it was a great little program, and and, and this is good, good Lord, Joe. That was twenty years ago. It has to be almost. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm in my my early thirties, and like I said, ten or eleven, twelve, yeah. something like that. And I had it all running through like a, a a live PA, and it was not a nice. It wasn't even. I didn't, we didn't have a console. It was like an amplifier and mixer all in one sort of unit that you might get, you know. And uh, I just took the mo- or the not the mono, but the the RCA outputs of that and fed it into my, like a three and a half millimeter, my computer. And I was like, great, I can mix everything here and bring it in here. And I would just track stuff when I, you know, track at a time. And yeah, it was cutting edge uh, in my bedroom. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, Lex, one of the questions we're asking uh, the nine this year is, Take a look at, at where we are in the industry here. Uh, yes, we are in the middle of a, of, an, of a pandemic. We are in the middle of a once in a lifetime, not even a once in a generation, but hopefully a once in a lifetime for all of us uh, situation. Beyond that though, where would you say that we are in, 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 as, a, as a state of the, of the AV industry? Well, I kind of like what Carrie said. I think we're thriving. I think people realize now more than ever how important we are in every aspect in uh, especially for me, I specialize in a lot of digital signage and messaging and um, the PR and marketing side of things and getting that emergency messaging out for, you know, all of COVID throughout USC, um, how important that is. They're realizing how important it is 
now to have it literally everywhere possible. So, uh, you know, we're getting to do a lot of fun projects there to just make sure we're up to par whenever any emergency communication needs to be done. But also, just like Carrie said, you know, people are so used to the communities at churches or different places. And it's, it's important to get that production out there online and sounding good and um, making sure everything is up to par so that, you know, the little things that we found is, you know, habitual, like Sunday morning church, it, we could still kind of have that comfort and that feeling there. Um, I think that there's a lot um, more to the I just think that people are realizing how important it is now, like more than ever. Um, it's our, it's kind of our time to shine. Absolutely. It is. Joe, same question, you know, whether that's from the integration standpoint or the musician standpoint, where are we at in the world of AV? Yeah, I mean, I think where we're at in the world of AV just kind of follows the world of technology, Lex. I mean, I would actually echo everything that Lex said in terms of, you know, how important it has become to people who don't necessarily or didn't really realize what existed or how it existed. Um, I think everybody's familiar with like a terrible conference room experience or um, you know, something like that, but I don't think they realize how much is actually behind that sort of thing. So not only is it our time to shine, but I think it's our time to adapt and get like genuine feedback from the actual users because so much on the integration side, you know, we get, we talk to decision makers and that's great. Um, but the feedback has to come from the people who are using the, the technology and, and applying it in an everyday situation. And we're getting real time uh, feedback from them now. And it's, it's honest and brutal feedback. And, you know, I, we, we're all celebrating, I think, with good reason, because there's a lot of really great things happening. I think the way Zoom scaled up is like incredible and unbelievable and Teams as well. Um, and a couple of the other platforms, Blue Jeans, and there's a lot of them. But uh, the point is, is like, well, I think we're doing a really great job. Um, I still think the technology has a long way to go and how we apply the technology. So it's a really good, uh, it's, it's a fun time to be an AV, if I can say that, because of, of how much is going on. Um, but also, you know, we, uh, we have an opportunity and I think it's our time to shine if we can step up to the plate. And a lot of people are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, with Zoom or, and, and a lot of technology companies that's happening right now. Very cool. Carrie, um, from where you sit, both from, a, from the, the House of Worship side, but also uh, from the you know, live events side, where, where are we at in, in the world of AV? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think it's, I think it, when I think of that, I like to think of what other people are, are thinking about the AV industry as to how it's affecting them and how we're able to get the message out, um, regardless of what it is, a concert, church, whatever. Um, I would actually like to ask the same question to, again, the people who are just viewing what we're doing rather than us. Cause I feel just cause I'm stuck in the same place, um, in a good way. I, I know how important it is for an, in, for our industry to be involved in, uh, organizations and everything else but uh yeah I think I think we're in a good spot right now um definitely like what Joe said um it's applying the technology in a more um not advanced way but just using it to its fullest ability okay no, I, I like that Joe, um, look back for me uh, on your career. Uh, I do not, I'm not going to ask uh, um, ages. 
Uh, I've learned that a long time ago. Uh, I am fully in, ensconced in the Gen X uh, generation, so whatever that means to any of y'all, but that, that's, that's where I am. But look back, whether it's, it's you're in your 60s or 70s or 80s, and you're, you're retiring and you're at your retirement party, and you're looking back on the AV industry. And what have you seen, what are you seeing from that vantage point that has changed, and what have you helped change? I mean, I'd like to see the interactions with technology change. Um, I know we all talk about this in our industry quite frequently, but from a hardware perspective, we all get really excited about some things. And I think, um, especially from a design point of view, we can get really eager to like spec from a hardware thing uh, perspective. But personally, you know, from that kind of looking back on my career sort of thing, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm reflecting on relationships that were built and from a technology perspective, it's all going to change. It continues to change. It will only, you know, advance at a greater rate. But something that probably isn't going to change is the human connection that's needed to help understand, okay, we have all these gizmos and gadgets. And you know what? 60, 70 years or when I'm 60, 70, it's probably going to be like, okay, we have all this software. And it's just software at that point. And maybe there's a couple pieces of hardware, but whatever the situation is, but the interaction of how do you apply that and how do you use it, um, you know, to improve your daily situation, whether it be at work or at home or in an entertainment setting or something like that. I mean, I, I hope I'm reflecting back on relationships that were built and I can say, you know, what we accomplished was I worked with these people and, you know, my situation is a great one. We work with a lot of corporate customers and enterprise grade type things. And, it's easy to look at a big company and say, all right, we get to do all these Zoom rooms or we get to do all these conferencing centers or something like that. And I'm looking at it going, man, this company has 15,000 employees. We could make their daily life at work better. We could make them work more efficiently, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and I hope I'm reflecting on, on those kinds of changes and that uh, something, the questions that we asked helped contribute to an improvement for people on a regular basis. And ultimately, Lex, you kind of alluded to it earlier, and we we're talking about how important it is to everybody. Hopefully they don't notice. I mean, hopefully it's just built into the way they do things and it works the way it's supposed to work. And it's not really seen or thought of much. That's the way it should be. Um, so hopefully that's the position I'm in that, uh, you know, retirement time. Very good. Carrie, look back on it and, and what, what sort of changes have you helped make in the, in the industry? I hope that with the studies that I've done and me being in sound, I'm uh, able to see more relationships built and a more diverse uh, community. Um, and that it's more about people uh, since it's um, AV is mainly about communicating to the masses and uh, communicating in any way. So I would like to see more communication and hopefully maybe even flipping it and creating actual human uh, connections through technology. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, Lexi, you have the last word on this. When you're looking back, you know, many, many years from now, um, what are you, what are you most proud of having changed? Okay. So that's a big question. Um, I think that, well, the two things I would really like to look back on my career and be excited to have been a part of is accessible education um, and having a regular, regularly integrated um, online portion of education um, that can reach, you know, beyond boundaries of just a school. Um, even at USC, like we're, we're we, 
we're, pre we're pretty far. We're kind of at the forefront of, you know, we have all the technology we need. We were able to quickly go to online classes and online curriculum and everything worked out pretty fine. But um, you, you can even see like Harvard and Stanford and Ivy Leagues, you know, opening their classrooms um, uh, to online classes and just how much more of a socially accepted thing it is just because of COVID. And I hope that we come out of COVID um, regularly integrating that and having that be a normal part and really transforming what traditional education looks like and um, not downgrading online education anymore. Um, That's a really good point about, about online classes because you guys, uh, I was actually with Lexi uh, and, uh, and Joey and, and Jim, Jimmy, uh, the, the week that this whole thing kind of would put I, I almost said fell apart, but kind of put you know put together. They were in the process of putting their classes online. I happened to be in, in Orange County. That was actually my last official uh, business trip. Uh, we had some really good chicken, uh, but um, but that's a really good point about about people putting stuff on online. But in addition to that, you're also heavily involved in uh, USC's you know digital signage deployments too. Okay, so yeah, for digital signage, I watched Wally not for the first time a couple weeks ago. And you know, um, it has, you know, on the cruise ship, it has all the signs everywhere. And it's overwhelming. Yeah. And it's probably kind of, you know, warning us against being too um, needing technology too much. But I really want I think that there should be a happy middle with digital signage over paper. I think that also that that could save a lot of, you know, um, just for environmental reasons, I think that that's something that shouldn't be overlooked and it's such an easy fix. We don't need disgusting flyer boards everywhere. We need TVs with digital signage. It's that easy. So um, I think that that's also a simple fix that I'd like to be a part of and like to see more to more of. Absolutely. I will tell you that the flyer boards was part of the most uh, enjoyable part of my college career because you never knew what you were going to see on those things. So True. just want to point that out. All right. Uh, thank you. That's a thing. Yeah. But, yeah, but those got to stay. Wow. No, they're not, they're not even fun anymore. Cause you have to ask administrators to post on them. Oh, like, you'll for, no, off. you don't. Yes, yes. Because it's like against the rules. If you put on something that's yours, yeah, but if you if you get online and you buy like a stamp that says approved by the USC Board of Governors <laughs> or whatever, you can put. I'm not suggesting somebody does that. I I've never done Terrible. that in my life. No, at least not the USC one. I've never been on the USC. <laughs> so, all right, guys, uh, thank you all so much, Carrie. Uh, help me before I get in trouble. Um, thank you. How do people get a hold of you uh, or uh, anybody that you uh, want to promote? Uh, they could reach me um, through my social media, uh, which is um, Twitter and Instagram is both at thecarrymartinez. Uh, and my website is thecarrymartinez.com, which is updated with my recent survey that came out today. The nice. results are out. So go check it out, please. Um, yes. That was really fun to do. So, yeah. Yeah, Carrie does some incredible, incredible surveys for the industry, and, and uh, just yeah, check those out as well. Uh, Mr. Dunbar, thank you, sir. Yep, thanks for having me. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, Twitter is a good place at Joe D in AV. Um, you know, LinkedIn. I connect. I love to connect with people on LinkedIn and like actually interact. So find me there too. Just Joe Dunbar. All right, very good. And Lex Peters, thank you so much. Hi. Um, you can find me at it's Joe's Joe. 
or at nice one lex on all social <laughs> and, and that's it <laughs> yeah go go to the nice one lex the joe joe was just making fun of joe way so classic it is total classic so thank you all so much and again congratulations to all of you uh for making the nine um that my favorite line so far is uh again to pick on joe way and i'm not sure how many times he will actually retweet this because he has a rule if you mention his name he'll retweet it so i don't know if it's like every time you say it uh but uh our buddy mark coxon um recorded a message to lexi when she was on joe's show and my favorite statement from that was, uh, Lexi is something that Joe will never be, both young and promising. So uh, we will leave it there. Uh, thank you guys so That's much. Um, uh, my name is Tim Albright. Don't follow me on the Twitters because at this point, I'm bemoaning the fact that the Blues don't have the chance to become the sec- uh, two-time Stanley Cup champions, although they are still the reigning Stanley Cup champions. So there you go. Um, but go by the website if you would please avnation.tv that's avnation.tv you'll find programs like this and a host of others including uh, two of our weekly programs one's called AV Week that I host and looks at the commercial side of AV and the other one is Resi Week that my buddy Matt Scott hosts looking at the residential side so all that and more at avnation.tv that's avnation.tv